Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're very excited to have you here with us today. Now, if you haven't already, please join our Facebook community. There's a link in our description notes below. And what we want to foster there is a place where people can engage with us more. They can give us ideas that they want to hear in the podcast, or it's just a community where people are going to be there supporting each other. Let me start today off with a story. Today, Tim went up to the area behind our house. There's a little trail. And at the very end, there's just a little lookout that overlooks a field. And you can see a couple houses and a forest. And he came back and he told me, hey, you should come up the trail with me. It's really pretty. And so in my mind, I was thinking that he meant the outlook at the very end. And so we were walking up the trail together and I was just kind of looking down at my feet, watching my step and making sure that I didn't trip on any of the branches. And so he pointed a couple of things out. and He said, look at those trees. And right now where we're at, the leaves are changing and it is just so beautiful. But in my mind, I was thinking he was just talking about that end picture. And so I wasn't even looking at the view around us, and I wasn't looking at the beautiful trees and the changing colors around us until he stopped me and he pointed it out. And I think that happens so often in life where we're so focused on the end goal that we miss the here and now and we miss the journey that it takes to get there. But I think the opposite is also true, where people get so focused on the day-to-day life and getting things done and the journey here and now that they forget what the end goal is. And so we're going to break this up into two episodes. And today we're going to talk about that piece where we are so focused on the day to day and the things that are around us that we forget where we're going. And we don't look ahead and we don't look at the end goal. So oftentimes we end up somewhere totally different than what we originally planned. And in the next episode, we're going to break it down the other way where we are so focused on the end goal that you miss the journey along the way. Now, I think one of the reasons why we're talking about what the end goal is today versus the here and now is that in order to know what is important and what you should really be focusing on the here and now, you need to know what is your end goal. And then that helps you to guide and direct your decisions in the day-to-day and what you're focusing on and what you're putting your energy into. So I think a good example of this is if you want to have a happy, healthy marriage. What does that look like at the end of the day? Okay, we're still connected. We still enjoy spending time with each other and we still are able to have fun. But then what does it require in the day-to-day to to get there? 
But if you don't know what your end goal is, then it's hard for you to differentiate out, is this a good thing to be doing here and now? So a good picture of this is, if you can imagine, you and your spouse get married, so you have two circles, you're right next to each other. And then as you start to have kids, you begin to move those circles out and you put the kids in between you. So each child you have, picture a little circle just in between you. Then maybe you have another child and you add another circle. Maybe you had your third, your fourth, and there's now four children and you and your spouse are at the ends. When you get to the stage where now your kids are grown up and they kind of launch the nest, have that same picture in mind and you're going to now take out each of those kids. And so you see now how you and your spouse are pretty far apart at that point because your main goal and your focus was raising these kids. And maybe along the way, you had a lot of joy and there was so much fun in between and, you know, you were focusing on these kids. But then imagine this other picture where you guys get married and it's those same two circles side by side. But then as you have kids, you kind of add them around you. But you and your spouse are still connected and in the center together. And so as those kids grow and as you launch your children, you and your spouse are still right next to each other. And you've gone through all those different stages of the children together side by side. And so I think that what happens a lot of times is that people get married and they have children and the children not necessarily come between them, but the children have urgent needs. And that's kind of the focus for a long period of time. But in the process, you and your spouse aren't necessarily side by side connecting every day. You're running around doing the things that you need to for the kids. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, except at the end, when you look down the road and those kids have launched and then you realize, oh man, we are not in the spot that we want to be. And there's a lot of statistics about marriages that fail after they become empty nesters. And I think also when people have kids, ideally they have this idea that they want to be married at the end of the child rearing phase of their life. But a lot of times because they get so focused on what's happening here and now that they don't really realize that they're taking all these different steps away from each other because they then start really focusing on the kids. So intellectually, they might even think like, yes, our marriage is a top priority. It's super important. But then behaviorally, what they're then doing in the interim is not then helping them reach or attain that goal. And so it's not necessarily that you have to put your kids by the sideline. That's not the idea of what we're talking about. But if you're keeping it in your mind at the end of the day, my kids are going to leave and they're going to go start their own lives. And I want to make sure that I still have my own life at the end of the child rearing phase of my life. Then you're going to be doing some additional things with your spouse to make sure that you're staying in connection. Even just taking Ruth up the trail today, that was an extra effort to try to make sure that we are staying connected. Something that, okay, we can enjoy this together and we can have fun. And this is something where it would have been easy enough to invite the kids. But instead, it was just a nice quick stroll between just me and Ruth so that we have this time together so that we are, again, keeping our marriage in the focus that at the end of the day, when our kids grow up and they move out and they get their own lives, that we still have our own life together at the end of the day. So let's give another example of something where if you don't have the end goal in mind, it can negatively affect you. So let's say you start off in your career and you're working your job 
and your goal is to climb up the corporate ladder and you want to attain the highest level that you can there. But if you're not focusing on that end goal and you get stuck in the minutia and some of the unfairness that might happen at the workplace, or maybe you get overlooked for a promotion, or maybe you don't get a raise that you feel like you earned, and you can let this feeling or sensation of hopelessness set in that then causes you to then not even try. And then when you're not trying because you feel like my end goal now is impossible, then you're actually making that end goal more likely to be impossible. But if you have this end goal of, hey, listen, I'm going to do what I have to do to get there, whether it's at this company or another company, and I'm going to keep putting my nose to the grindstone, and I'm going to socially connect with people because as much as people may not like this, this is a part of being promoted and moving up, is knowing the right people and getting the right people to like you, plus having good work ethic and good products that you're coming out with. But if you lose sight of that end goal and you're not putting in that additional effort to get there, then you can get hopeless and then stop trying and then you won't get your end result. Or I think another problem people run into, especially career-wise, is that they don't have an end goal. They never had one to start with. And so then they just kind of meander around and then they end up somewhere in life and doing something for work that they never were interested in or that's not even affording them the type of lifestyle that they're interested in. And so that's another problem. Again, if you don't have the end in mind, life just happens to you as opposed to you happening to life. And what I mean by that is that whatever comes your way, if you're not having an end goal, it's just going to push you one direction or another. But if you're happening to life, even though life may push you, you're going to course correct and then you're going to get right back on the right path towards that end goal that you're looking for. Yeah, and I do agree. I think that it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day, right? How you're being treated or mistreated, how your spouse is talking to you today. And that's a slippery slope where, going back to relationships, you are just focusing on how you're being treated today rather than seeing the bigger picture and the end picture of your marriage or even offering that goodwill and seeing that bigger picture of who they are as a person, you're just focusing on their last act or their last word, and you use that against them, and you're getting mad, and you're starting to build resentment along the way. And so it's so easy to kind of just go down that path and forget that this is a person that your end goal was to be with them forever, and the vows that you made. You forget that that's the bigger picture in sickness and in health, for better or for worse, till death do us part. You forget those vows and that end goal because of the daily interactions and the daily frustrations that happen. When we look at this from a different angle for children, when I think of this in our homeschooling, it's easy to get so caught up in the daily routine of we have to do this math and we have to do this curriculum and then we have to make sure that this gets done and they know how to do this and this. And they meet all these different criteria, but you forget that really your end goal, yes, is for them to be educated, but also you still want to have a relationship with them. For us in homeschooling, our end goal truly is to have our children follow Christ at the end of the day. And we want to have a solid relationship with them at the end. And yes, we want them to be excellent in education and in school and in knowledge and want them to be lifelong learners, what so often happens is people get so caught up in these worksheets and there's tears and there's stress because we're trying to complete this by a certain time, which is important and I know needs to be done sometimes, but we sacrifice the relationship and we sacrifice that end goal 
when really I have to remember that my children and my relationship with my children is way more important than them learning the specific math theory or them learning to read at this point. I have to remember that. And when I remind myself of that, it really does help me to stay more focused. It helps me to remember that, like I tell my kids all the time, people are more important than things. And it's that same idea here where they are more important than this concept that we're trying to get across. And one great book that I would recommend you read, whether you homeschool or not, because you're teaching your children constantly anyway, regardless of what school system they're a part of, you are teaching them every single day. But I would really recommend Teaching from Rest. And it's by Sarah McKenzie. I listen to that every single year before we start our homeschooling year because it really reminds me that Yes, I want excellence and education, but I also want that relationship and to offer them grace. So that book really helps me to remember what my end goal is as we homeschool. One thing that's important to know about goals is that a lot of times there's not a lot of emotion pushing you towards that end goal. The motivation towards that end goal is because you want this desired end outcome, but in the moment, you're actually going to have emotions pushing you away from doing the things that cause you to reach your end goal. Because end goals oftentimes require delayed gratification. It requires you to kind of squeeze yourself now so that you have this release later on, so that you have this freedom later on. But when you're thinking about it in that very moment, you're just like, ah, gosh, is this really worth it? But most of the time, it is worth it but you just don't feel like it right now. But the motivation towards reaching it is, what would my life be like if this were the case? If I were willing to push through this uncomfortable moment that I'm feeling right now, then how great would that be later on? So for example, I think a lot of times people with money, there's a lot of emotional feelings about money. I want to spend it now. It would be nice to spend it now because then I could get this thing but then if you want to either save up for a house or you want to save up for retirement or something along those lines, those are very delayed gratification things that can take a long time to try to save up money for. And it can be very unpleasant in the act of doing it, of denying yourself now. But then when you can retire at a reasonable age and you're not working till you're 95 or you can buy the house that you've wanted to and you have a nice size down payment saved up for that, then when you're able to realize that final end goal, that's when you get all of the emotional benefit. All the times you were restricting yourself or holding yourself back gets realized kind of all in a moment and in an instant. And then you get this continued benefit from that delayed gratification. So this week, take a minute to really think about what your end goal is. What's your end goal in your marriage, in your social life, with your children, with schooling, with work? in your spiritual life, and in all the other areas that you can think of. And once you have those end goals in mind, take a look at the day-to-day. -day. Make sure that what you are doing in the day-to-day -day and the relationships that you're crafting in the here and now, is it aligned with what you want at the end? Because that will help you to stay the course. All right, you guys, make sure you tune in to the next episode as we address the other side of the coin where we talk about not getting so caught up in the end goal that we miss out on the journey. Have a great day, and remember, your mind is a powerful thing.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.